0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break our terror our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453- Nine one one eight. That's four five six. Excuse me. That's five one six four five three nine one one eight. Or you can listen on. Actually, you can watch and listen on my website. Excuse me. On my Facebook page, Brother Prater. You can catch me on Facebook. I'm on there. B R O T H E R. Prater, P.S. and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. You can, you can catch us on my Facebook page or you can go to the blog talk website www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart or you can go to our chat room which is available I'll tune it in It'll be available in about thirty seconds. You can feel free to chime in. Feel free to send your questions, comments, or your prayer requests. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, while senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at forty-two oh four. Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas 75216 Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support I'm going to be Okay Okay I'm kind of doing things a little different Uh, Today uh, It's going to be A special episode For those who are Just tuning in I want to take the time to uh, Thank each and everyone for y'all Thoughts, y'all prayers Uh, I really, really Appreciate it on behalf of our family We thank y'all dearly Friday the 13th would have been my sister's 46th birthday. And what I wanted to do, I really wanted to just take the time to just, do, just talk and also to invite those who may be listening. I'll let you all know you all welcome to call in or to uh, tell stories. Um, I wanted to make sure that we really got a chance to really celebrate her life. And I'm so honored that I was chosen by God to be her brother. Um, I will say this. uh, This has definitely been the the six and a half months that we really needed prayer. And I'm sorry that I was rushing in, but it it seemed like everything, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. At the last minute, couldn't get anything going. But I thank God that God worked everything out so now we wanted to go ahead and start with the show and just really just invite each and every one who want to share some stories who want to just talk feel free um, for those who wanted to call feel free to call at five one six four five three nine one one eight I want to make sure that everyone got a chance to listen in but I do want to say this uh, Starting off, my sister Sheila. Sheila and I were uh, very close. One of the things I will say, I felt that God has had put us together. Even uh, He knew that we were going to need each other. And I will say this: one of the most important things that a person can celebrate is the first. It could be their first wedding anniversary. It could be their first birthday. Um, it's something about the first. It's always It always sets the tone for uh, the years to come, how they're going to celebrate. Sometimes it's, like I said, the first year of their wedding or their dating or marriage, grand opening, uh, business first year, uh, business first year in operation. That always uh set the tone. So when I look at it before our before my first birthday, before my first birthday, three days before my first birthday, my sister Sheila was born. And one of the things they always say, they say that when a child and a mother is healthy, they can go home on the second or third day. So she was being born on the thirteenth, if she was able to come home on the second or third day of her arrival, that means that she would have came home on the fifteenth or the sixteenth. Why did I bring that up? Because on the fifteenth or sixteenth, regardless of which day she came home, I received a sister. For my birthday present. God blessed me to have a sister named Sheila as a gift for my birthday. And all I knew growing up, all I knew that it seemed like we were twins. My mom used to say she had two infants at the infants that were small that both of them were in diapers me and Sheila were in diapers at the same time and so she was saying when one started crying the other started crying she seemed like it just was unbearable because and also uh, she I can't remember exactly when I heard it, but um, when I was small um, actually even in my what Fourth the fifth or sixth month of my birth, she found out she was pregnant again <laughs> so so it seemed like from the time that I was born, it seemed like Sheila was always on my trail. God knew that I was gonna need a sibling, and he gifted me not with a brother. I had two previous brothers when I was born, but he sent someone that was a young lady, a girl named Sheila. And so when I think about it, like I said, growing up, I just thought that we were twins. And her, me being born September the 16th of 72, and then she being born... September thirteenth of seventy three. And so growing up, there was only one birthday party. We had to celebrate our birthdays together. And we did that as kids. We were close, we were cool as kids. And everything that Sheila would say, everything that if it came from Sheila, to me, it was gospel. Everything was alright. You know, um, Sheila was, some people would think that Sheila was a tomboy. But if you think about it, having three brothers, you know, she was naturally a go-getter. She was uh, tough. And our personalities, even though we were different, but we completed each other. We were like the yin and the yang or the raggedy Ann and Andy those that remember those dolls uh, Raggedy and Andy you know she was she was Barbie I was Um, uh, like I said it was so much that we had together we had so many similarities growing up we used to play uh, grocery store we used to say one day we're going to work at a grocery store and we both did together uh, we were going to go into law enforcement we had so many hopes and dreams and Uh, We both uh, played the tambourine, played the tambourines together. Um, And, matter of fact, our usher at church bought all the girls' tambourines, and I was there, and it might have been maybe uh, five of us. Four girls one boy, being the only boy. And so she bought four tambourines, and I said, hey, it's five of us. She said, oh, no, you don't get a tamarine. You're a boy. And that just crushed my heart. But Sheila, Sheila said, don't worry about it, June. You can use mine. So Sheila and I shared tamarines together when we were small. Uh, we were, she used to call, a, everybody used to call me Junebug, and especially Sheila. But with Sheila, even though we were almost a year apart, I was in pre-K. Excuse me, I was in kindergarten, and Sheila was not going to school yet. But we would always watch Sesame Street, Electric Company, all these things. And one thing led to another when it was time for me to become a first grader, Sheila, in into the kindergarten. And Sheila was already advanced. Like I said, Sheila and I were always together. Uh, we slept in the same bed up until we got... I think I was nine. I was nine and she was eight. We just liked being around each other. And so when when she was in the kindergarten, she was very advanced and the teachers wanted to talk to our parents and ask if they wanted her to be skipped up. And Sheila said she wanted to be skipped up so she could be with me, her brother. And so Sheila got skipped up to the first grade and Sheila and I was in school all throughout that time together. We graduated together. Uh, Just in case y'all hear the feedback, telephones and everything, um, we are at my mom's home, my mom and dad home that we grew up in. And so I wanted to make sure to come in at the table that we grew up at. Also um, right beside me is the seat that uh, my sister uh, was at a year ago. Uh, get ready to celebrate my birthday. So like I said, I wanted to come to the table. So that's why y'all see the uh, thing different. Um, this is, this is where we grew up at. This is where um, Sheila and I were at a year ago today. So Sheila and I um, going to school together, Sheila and I graduating together. um <laughs> Growing up, we had a we used to always make a pack. You know, like I said, we were not we were not twins, bro. We were always together, and whatever Sheila would do, I would do. Whatever I would do, Sheila would do. Um, and it didn't matter if I was the only boy. I don't care if Sheila was all was around all her friends, her female friends, her girlfriends. I um, was there, so it was not anything out of the ordinary. Uh, I never been. Uncomfortable, uncomfortable, just being in the presence of all girls and there was no guys. If I was the only guy, hey, no big deal. I grew, up, I grew up like that. But with Sheila, Sheila, funny thing, Sheila and I had made a pack. When we were small. We did not want to be at the house anymore. We were maybe about seven or eight. Oh, excuse me, maybe about eight or nine or something like that. And we just want to just be on our own, just me and her. So what we did, Sheila and I came up with the idea that we were going to run away. We were going to run away from home. So just like how we used to see the cartoons and they had the the sticks and had the uh, napkins, put little sandwiches in there. So we didn't have any napkins, but what we did, we got some tree limbs in the backyard. We got two got some big tall tree limbs and then we got some bath towels and we started putting some sandwiches in and put our clothes in it and before we ran away we put the sticks uh clothes and the towels underneath our bed and we decided to go ahead and talk <laughs> sound like somebody's coming we decided to go ahead and talk to our dad to let him know well daddy thank you so much for everything we're going to run away from home And so we decided to make that pack and do that. But Daddy said, no, 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 don't do that. And so he taught us out of running away from home. And actually, I was going to let Sheila be the mastermind because Sheila was so smart. Actually, I will tell you this, and this is me confessing upon myself, Sheila actually taught me how to tie my shoe. Sheila was the one that taught me how to tie my shoe. She was always so smart. Sheila was always advanced. So um, I remember she taught me how to tie my shoe in my at the time at my brother's room. Uh, my two older brothers they had their own room. So she would um, she would come in and she would show me how to tie my shoe and she tied she had me tie my shoe and I remember she was like just just do this just do that. So. Eventually I learned how to tie my shoe. All because of my sister Sheila. Along with tying my shoe, um, I remember this. This is this is something that uh I remember finally. I remember when she really gave her life to Christ. Sheila got saved and gave her life to Christ because of me. Through this story. <laughs> I always was fascinated with of the resurrection when Jesus um, was nailed to the cross, he bled and buried and rose, rose again. <clears throat> me. So, what happened? I said, "Well, you know what?" I said, "Sheila, this is what we're gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do." And like I said, wherever I was gonna go, Sheila's gonna be with me. What we did, I had a GR Joe action figure. So I told Sheila that we're gonna reenact the crucifixion. We're gonna beat this G.I. Joe doll. We're gonna strip him off his clothes. And after we strip him, I'm gonna pierce his side. And then I'm gonna get a cloth. And after I get the cloth, I'm gonna bury him. And in three days, when I go back out there, he's gonna be gone. And Sheila said, Boy, you crazy. Well okay, you're going to go ahead and do it, do it. So I went on, I did exactly how the story went, how Jesus was crucified. And so I beat it, beat it, I dashed his eyes, I stabbed it on the side, and then I went on and I wrapped it up and I buried it. And so I buried it while Sheila was looking on. And just like how in the Bible they talk about how Rained and thunder and all that stuff. Well, it actually did that during the time of me uh, burying the G.I. Joe action figure. So, on the third day, I went after Sheila. I went out there and started digging to look for it. And then I remember coming to the house, I said, Sheila, Sheila, come outside. So, we came outside. She saw me digging. And so, I remember where I dug at. And then I dig a little bit further to show her, look here, that G.I. Joe doll is gone. And Sheila saw that it wasn't there. She said, well, let's try over that. So we dug some more, dug some more. We pretty much tore up the whole backyard. And she saw that that G.I. Joe doll was no longer there. She said, oh, God
2: is real. Yes, God is real.
1: (laughs) I must forget that, you know. And that was... We were kids, but it just showed how it really uh, gave us the tools that we need to believe in God, and and Sheila, every time I would remind Sheila of that story, we would talk about it, you know,
2: she, you know, it, it would actually
1: scare her, you know, because she was like, how in the world can that happen even in the last uh, period of her life? You know, it's still... Baffled with her, you know, how that G.I. Joe doll could be gone, <laughs> you know. And uh, at the time, of course, there were, no, there were no dogs in the backyard. It was gated. The backyard was gated whatever. So, hey, I was just looking at it. God was just showing these two kids what he can do and to allow us to see the power and the glory of his might, even at the age that we were at. Um. And also, this is something that I I, I think about. You know, we would always look. Sheila and I had our own little codes. You know, we were um, we would often look and see about like my brother, my brother, uh, oldest brother Jerry used to watch us, and um, he was mean. He was mean to us, and so me and Sheila just got tired of him. But what we said we wanted to make sure uh, Sheila and I was Sheila was very conscious about her appearance. So if Sheila was conscious about her appearance, that means I had to be conscious of my appearance too because I wanted to be just like Sheila. And so Sheila had um my teeth are straight, but Sheila's Sheila's teeth, she's kind of stood up just a little, not a shape was different than mine so what I used to do I used to get a fingernail file to try to file my teeth just like my sister and then also what we did because we didn't want a big nose Sheila and I wanted to make sure that our nose didn't get big so what we would do we would go get my mom clothes pins and put it on our nose and let it pinch our nose so that way while we walking around (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: while we were walking around, you know, especially if we needed to sneeze, if we needed to uh, yawn or whatever, either we would have that clothes pin on our nose, or we would pinch our nose. So, whenever we have to yawn, we would pinch our nose. We would pinch our nose, and we said, we're not going to have our nose like our brother Jerry. <laughs> but, uh, we would do that, and then um, just especially when we were out in public because we all had our uh, little codes. So our code, whenever we would see people or we get ready to go out in public, we didn't want to just tell each other, hey, hey, you need to clean your nose. Your nose is dirty. So this is, Sheila and I, am saying this publicly. Uh, matter, matter of fact, I see my name. You. my nephew responded i remember like yesterday her telling me you guys dug the entire yard up that day changed her life, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's my nephew that's my nephew Travante. how you doing man love you love you love you um well i'm saying um so when it came down to our parents we were so conscious about our appearance um We wanted to make sure that we didn't get dark. So what we would do, we would get uh, skin whitening. I'm saying this public for the first time. We would get uh, skin whitening and walk around. And, you know, like I said, whatever Sheila did, I did. And, um, like I said, we were... Two bodies, but in one mind. (laughs) You know, whatever Sheila said, I didn't have to think because as long as Sheila was there, hey, Sheila was my brain. And also vice versa. I was her voice of reason. I was her conscious, you know. Um, And matter of fact, uh, I have my sister-in-law here and also my mom is around me. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and uh, share this story for the first time. Uh, Nobody, I don't know if Trey knows this story or not but I'm going to go ahead and throw myself under the bus, and I think I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. But Sheila and I used to babysit our little brother, Walter. And so we were young, and when we had the house to ourselves. What Sheila and I used to do, we were bored. We loved to entertain each other, and sometimes just for a little laugh. So at the, back in the day, when they used to have the white pages, It had the yellow pages that was business. But the white pages, the white pages, it had the the address and the telephone numbers of the residents. So what Sheila and I used to do, we used to get the white pages, just randomly get a residence to call. And if there was a man to answer the phone, I would give Sheila the phone. Or if a young lady answered the phone, I would get the phone. So what we would do whoever would answer the phone, male or female, we would ask them, how you doing? We would introduce ourselves, not as our real name, but we made a fictitious name. And we would ask them if they would like to pose uh, for Playboy or for Playgirl for $100. And Sheila, Sheila was smart. Sheila was very much on her game. But me, of course, I was the conscious. So I remember the last time with this one made us stop doing that, I grabbed the phone, and it was a young lady, and I asked her, like I said, we were kids. This is before I became a minister, before I got delivered, okay? We were kids, so don't hold them against me. But uh, the young lady answered the phone, and come to find out, she was uh, either an evangelist or a pastor, one of those I can't remember. So... She said, don't you know uh, that's a sin? You shouldn't be doing that. And I was still hold on to the phone. No, ma'am, I didn't know. Well, don't you know you're going to hell for doing that? I don't want
2: to go to hell.
1: And Sheila listened.
2: But get off that phone.
1: And so she smashed the phone from my hand and hung it up, you know. But I, I was always polite. I didn't want to hang up the phone, you know. But everything that I learned about life, I learned it from my sister, Sheila. Everything that I learned about love, I learned from my sister, Sheila. Uh, the way that I, the reason why I am the way that I am is because I always believe in respecting people, but also respecting the young lady. And I was always, even at a young age, I was always protective, even though Sheila was protective over me. But I was protective over her. And we would admit our brothers, uh, we loved, excuse me, we liked them. We liked our brothers, um, but we loved each other. Sheila and I, uh, like I said, we were two peas in a pot. And everything pertaining to how a man's supposed to treat a young lady, how a man is supposed to show shivery. To a young lady I learned it actually because of Sheila and through Sheila how is that because ever since I was small I always held the door for her I always always held the door I always try to help her and even as we got older it used to make her mad cuz she was like oh, he is so Before I was actually able to catch up behind her and say, "Hey, hey, wait a minute, open the door." So that, if people want to know, you know, what made me and uh, how and why I am the way that I am, it's because Sheila. Like I said, we were, we were, um, I was, we were each other's guardian angels. We were each other's angels here on earth, and. Um, what I'm gonna do i'm gonna um i'm gonna stop right now uh, my sister-in-law i was gonna see if she wanted to come around and um I'm gonna actually plug up oh oh she okay she told me to give her a few minutes uh, she's, She she has something going on with her mouth chewing <laughs> but um you know i can I can tell some stuff. there was a couple of stories I'm gonna share later on um but I will say this, you know, Sheila would always Sheila would always uh, have people. Uh, Sheila always had people to talk to. Sheila always was the one that everybody wanted to go to where they had advice. Uh, they want to ask for advice, they would always talk to Sheila. And like I said, this is the way it was growing up. In our house, growing up, to me, it was normal, but when people would come by, family, friends, people around the neighborhood, um, it was like it was almost like we were like celebrities. The family was like celebrities, but um, to us, we would. It's like I say, especially me and Sheila. Me and Sheila, we just knew each other. Um, when my little brother came into the scene, um, you know, we were we were protective over him, and like I said, we used to babysit him, and I remember uh, growing up, matter of fact, I shared the story um, a couple months ago, but when we were growing up, Sheila and I used to always have to travel to sing at church and and everything, and so what we would do, our little brother, before we would feed him, we would make him sing, and matter of fact, um, there was a song by a pastor Jackson that was in uh Rock not Rock Rock, raw, raw City. In Rock City. And every time he was singing, it sounded like he was holding his breath. Or oh, it sounded like he lost his breath when he was singing. So Walter, my little brother, excuse me, he to, he liked to be called younger brother, but uh he's not here right now. He's watching, but I'm gonna call him my little brother. <laughs> but um Walter could actually mimic him And Sheila and I Used to always laugh And even though He did that for a laugh to make To entertain us But little did he know that it was gonna Bite him in the behind Because we used to Want to hear that so much When it was time for him to eat even when he got tired of doing that song, when it time for him to eat, we were not gonna feed him until he started singing that song. <laughs> as a matter of fact, Walter's on that I'm so glad Jesus lifted
0: me and Sheila would just sing as if it was nothing. Oh I'm
1: so glad <laughs> Sheila. Sheila also was an anointed clapper. Anything Sheila did, it was just magic. But we used to do that, and I I remember, it was funny to me, but I felt like Sheila, Sheila and I watching our little brother. We might have helped him to get closer to God, or we probably scarred him for life from church. (laughs) Excuse me. But, um. You know, just being able to just um, look back and reflect everything from our childhood, from our childhood, you know, fond memories. You know, right now I'm in my mind, I'm kind of categorizing um, our life as kids, and then even um, you know, just allowing she allowing me to be around her and her private conversations with her friend, her friend girls, you know, um, it was no problem. It was no problem for her. It was no problem for her to allow me to just be there and just listen and tune in. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a little uh, pause and I'm going to allow my sister-in-law to come in, uh to come in and share whatever she want to share. I'm going to see if I can get get it set up. This is Rhonda Prater. Uh-oh. Rhonda Prater. I'll hold it right here. Matter of fact, got the mic right here. I'll make sure okay. you're able to hear it. You can say something. Hello. Hello, Facebook family. Yeah, good. Got both of us together. Okay. <laughs> this great. is this is um my sister-in-law and uh, this is um she watched us grow up. Uh-oh okay 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 here i am she watched us grow up um she watched over us many times and she was actually just allowing us to just uh pour our heart to her and she has opened up her home to us and many times so we're going to allow her just say whatever is on her heart at this time welcome our very own
3: Rhonda prater good evening everyone um As we all join here tonight in the celebration and honoring Sheila, um, June has shared many stories and many memories. Um, My first um, memory, one of the first memories and occasions that um, when uh, Jerry and I were just dating. And he told me, you know, that he came from a pretty large family. And when I came over, and i first saw Sheila and i couldn't believe that she was in the house with all these boys and i knew she had to be tough and she was um we instantly hit it off i was always her big sister she was always my little sister um she every time i called she'd say hey sunshine with that voice that just you know you can just hear from the heavens but um, just watching them grow up they were teenagers when I first met them and just watching them grow up and watching her blossom and be so strong and um, the kind of mother that she was to her children, always giving, always loving, always supportive. You know, she never let the things that she didn't have stop her from doing what she needed to do for her family. Tremendous blessing to her children Um, She always put God First no matter what her Situation was God was Always first you know I remember Her telling me that She went to this church to hear an evangelist That was coming to town or Hear a singer that was Coming to town but to Know that her faith Never wavered No matter what her situation was You know raising her children As a single parent um her faith never wavered and she loved her family she loved her brothers um they got on her nerves but she loved her brothers um and those are the type that's the type of woman that she was everybody that knew her knew the same thing the love that she had the beautiful smile and how she greeted you when she greeted you you knew That you were special because she made you feel that way. She would be the love of you if you were having a bad day just by her presence and greeting you. And so, those are the things, those are the memories that we want to honor. Those are the things that we want to, that we treasure. Um, That's what we want her children and her grandchildren to know. What type of special woman That Sheila was And is Um, Again Just growing up with an almost twin (laughs) It was funny Because you know You always saw them together Always you know whenever I remember when they were in high school And They worked at a grocery store Nearby grocery store Or something like that I think it was But no matter what happened, we were still living in the Oak Cliff area and they were in high school. And I just remember being out in the community doing something and here, um, I think your sister-in-law got into a fight and I was like, Oh my Lord. And I was like, June, where you?" Well, she was defending him in the fight. <laughs> so, but I mean, just such close knit family and, um, you know, just the the defender of all. If you did anything or said anything to one of her brothers, that was a direct insult to Sheila. You could not mess with her brothers. But um just so many memories, so many happy memories, so many fond memories. Um and he'll probably talk about this later on, but whenever the state fair came, that was it she loved going to the state fair. She loved trying, you know, going to get her corny dog and her funnel cake and, you know, doing her state fair thing. That was one of the staples that she liked to do. But we, again, we are just here to honor her, to honor her memory. Um, We can't be sad because we know where she is. Um, People want and expect for you to, but It's it's too much Too many good memories Too much joy Too much life that she had in her For us not to honor her Um, As if we don't know where she is We know where she is We know that she's rejoicing We know that she has a tamarind in her hand We know that she is shouting We know that she is enjoying the Lord And that's, that's all that we can ask That's what we hope for for ourselves so as you listen to more um during this podcast, um many more stories, many more laughters. I was standing over to the side listening to some of the stuff and just laughing because I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, so just enjoy this evening, take it all in. Um, if nothing else when you leave this podcast, remember to uh show love. Show love to your family. Your friends um your neighbors, because you never know um what the next hour is going to be. take that and just continue to love on each other all right good night thank you cool. cool, cool,
1: thank you Rhonda um like she said, you know, um don't get me wrong we're definitely we're definitely gonna we're gonna physically miss her, but like Ronda said, we know where she is, and uh, I'm I'm gonna be very very honest with you. Um, a couple a couple, I think it was the night of me finding out um, Sheila had left. You know, I got sad. I got very sad for the first time in my life. She <clears throat> me. for the first time in my life I felt alone I felt scared I felt vulnerable Because I did not have my sidekick with me You know, like I said, we were um, You know, even though I was The older brother, but like I said We were, Sheila and I were A cohesive unit And one of the things that God told me I told God, God, oh boy what am I going to do about my birthday? Because normally, uh, my sister's birthday being the 13th, if she was not dating anybody, then I would take her out on the 13th for her birthday. But if it was dating birthday, I would allow him to have her for her birthday, and then I'm supposed to be taking her out either on the 14th or the 15th, the day after her birthday or the before my birthday, as long as I'm able to have her on the 14th or 15th, that way we can celebrate being the same age at the same time. We can do that and celebrate as twins. That was kind of the little idea that I had. And so I'm like, God, this is the first year I'm not going to have Sheila. God, what am I going to do? And God told me, he said, you still celebrate. He said, The only difference is y'all celebrating at two different locations. So just remember, Sheila may not be physically here, but I am. So you just go on and you celebrate and you honor God and you honor her and honor her legacy and know that everything that y'all had together, it still remains. It's still real. So just celebrate. And so I was like, wow, that was just a burst of energy that God just gave me. And I said, God, thank you. Thank you. So this particular day, I've been looking forward to this day for the past six months. You know, and as the day began to uh, go forward, I was like, okay, you know, I, you know, I wanted to kind of just prep myself and just make sure everything was perfect because I wanted to make sure that I honored her and but most importantly, I honor God so I can be able to really just enjoy. And like I said, my birthday, it never really was about me. It was about us. It was about me and Sheila. And so that's the way I looked at it, you know. Um, one of the things one of the things I I've, I've thought about, I'm going to slide over here. I'm going to get some water right quick. I, I should have had my water. Over here to the other side. Yeah, I'm drinking a, a gallon of water live on Facebook. But one of the things I had I had thought about. Um, I was really, really blessed not only to to uh, have this podcast, do this podcast, but this is a little known secret i was starting my podcast but before i had started it it was actually going to be me and sheila uh not sharing not sharing this uh podcast but i was going to have one for sheila too what happened was you know and this is no knock to wendy williams but i was talking to sheila i said sheila Everybody laughing and talking about Wendy Williams, everybody talking about how good how funny she is Sheila, you're better than her. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get you your own show. We was work I was working on getting Sheila her own show, and for those that know her those that catch her on Facebook, she always saying entertaining things. She always want to make sure that people just had a good time. There were some times that I would read her Facebook page, and I would call her Sheila. You all right? She said, "Oh yeah, yeah. My fan just needed a little laugh. That was all, you know." So I said, "So you all right? Ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong?" She said, "No, no. I'm just, I'm just, you know, just making jokes, whatever." I said, oh, "Okay, so." But she would do, she would do that, and then also she would tell people the latest sales, especially when it comes down to food. Sheila was an anointed eater. <laughs> Sheila loved food, like Ronda said. The state fair. Oh my gosh, she liked that uh that fish place, Ronnie's. Uh, it's a local fish place in Oak Cliff, named called Ronnie's. And um, anything with food, especially fried food, bad food, Sheila loved it. And she would always promote it. Matter of fact, I think they have more clientele because of Sheila. But I said, Sheila, this is what you need to do. We're going to get you your own show. And so we had we had already talked about it. I was going to entitle it. I actually entitled it "Sheila Prayed Alive," and what I what I did was a lot of time people that when they watch the news, um, for those that in the Dallas area, there's a local uh, newswoman named Clarice Tinsley on Channel Four, Fox Four, and so she would always tell information to the public. But I said, I said Clarice Tinsley give the news that we need to know. But Sheila to give us the news that we don't need to know. <laughs> so, Sheila, it was going to be called Sheila prayed Live. And uh, I, I forgot the, the um I, I had wrote it down. And matter of fact, uh, I don't think I have it in here. But I said, I said, Tell you the news you don't need to know. Um, Sheila Prater, tell you the news you don't need to know. Um, I forgot. I wrote it down somewhere. Um, I wrote it down, but at the last minute when it was time for us, actually, like I said, I bought the domain name Sheila Prater Live. And so when it was time for us to start, Sheila chickened out. And I was like, oh, girl. So uh, we didn't get a chance to do that so uh that was something that uh i really i really thought that her fans the public needed to know because sheila was all about just having a good time good clean time entertaining um especially uh when i became more vocal in ministry and stuff i was always the one that i really didn't like seeing anything in public i didn't um especially um when it came one-on-one, um, Sheila was my voice. Sheila was the more vocal one. So when it came down to speaking and speaking, Sheila was the spokesperson on behalf of her and I. Uh, whatever whatever Sheila said, that's what it's going to be. And if they like it, then that's on them. But, um, but when I became um, a minister and everything, then I didn't, I still didn't like speaking one-on-one. Um, I always did it at church. Now at church, I felt a bit more comfortable to speak and everything. And I guess it's just, uh, um, number one, I know it was God, but also the, the ministerial part. Um, but when I would get out of ministry and get back to little old Junebug, excuse me, Sheila would be the one to speak for me. And, um, you know, Sheila was a character. Sheila was a character. And like I said, um actually I'ma say this. The best person that described their relationship with a celebrity was Janet Jackson. After Michael Jackson passed away, Janet Jackson got on the I believe it was the um American excuse me, not the American Music Award, the MTV. I think it was M T V. And Janet came on there like the weekend after Michael passed and she said to the world he was the greatest entertainer. But to us, he was family. And that's the way Sheila was. You know, I, I told Sheila Sheila knew it and I she used to she used to okay June but I told her, I said, Girl, I am your biggest fan. And she really, like I said, when it came down to just the, the the expressing herself or whatever, she would rather do it on pen and paper. Um, she would rather uh, not so much say it but show it. And so um, she, those that she loved, she really made sure that you knew it. She cared about so many people. She wanted to make sure that there was someone that was sick if there was someone that was not feeling their best, she would watch out for them. She didn't look for no name recognition. She didn't look to uh what a, a pat on the back. She would rather do it where no one knew about it. That was just the kind of person that she was and is. And uh matter of fact I put this to the side this for those that haven't seen it. This is my tamarine I have in honor of Sheila. Um yeah, this is this is my tamarine, my personal tamarine and uh also right now I want to thank um, the drum company Remo. Remo actually made it. This is legit. This is not as you can see. This is a legitimate custom tamarine that um, Remo the drum company made for me. And um I was I was so honored. I was so honored um, they did it for me, and you know, like I said, um, I'm gonna check and see. But a uh, couple of couple of months ago, we were at my daddy's church, and like I said, me and Sheila growing up being tambourine players, I made it to my daddy's church, and I snuck in, and service was going on, and Sheila was playing a tambourine. Well, there was a there was a drummer already on the drums, and so it happened. While Sheila was playing a tamarind in front of me, I sat behind Sheila. There was another tamarine right beside me. So I grabbed that tamarine and Sheila and I got a chance to play tamarine together. Um again, look like it might have been thirty years since we got a chance to play play together. But even though that might have been the last time but that memory is engraved in my mind. You know, I'm hoping, praying that somebody recorded it. And if they did record it, I'm definitely, definitely going to get footage of it. And I am going to share it with uh, Facebook. Because, uh, you know, I remember playing and it was in real time. And I was like a kid over again, you know, and I was like, wow, we're doing this again, you know. Uh, Oh, wow. It was was so cool, you know. But, um, you know, going back. I, I do have to say, I, I mentioned about um, how I would file my, my teeth, and of course, <sighs> Sheila had the most beautiful eyes. Sheila had some beautiful, I used to tell her, she used to wear them, I, I'm pretty sure she don't mind me saying it now. She used to wear them contacts, some colored contacts, and I hated them things. She, I think it was gray, but it hid her natural eyes. She had beautiful eyes. And I was looking for a picture that actually showed her natural eyes. I don't um matter of fact, there are some younger pictures that she has, but the older pictures, she always had those contacts. And I was like, oh, man, get some things out your eyes. I would see your eyes. Eye. <sighs> no June bug. <laughs> you know, so – that was that was her, you know. Um, uh, but I always always wanted my eyes to be like Sheila. So what I did, I figured since Sheila's eyes were dark, and Sheila had darker eyes than me. And I figured since if you go outside and stay outside in the sun and your skin would turn dark, I thought the same thing that would happen to your eyes. So I would deliberately go outside in the beaming hot sun and stir at the sun to try to have my eyes darker so my eyes can get a tan so I can have my eyes like Sheila. And that's why now I'm wearing glasses. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I admire Sheila so much. And y'all can brace yourself. I'm going to tell this story. And I'm going to kind of drag it out just in case some more people be watching because this is something um, a few people know about. But I'm going to share it with Facebook Live and also for my podcast. For those who are watching and listening, um, you know, Sheila, the way it looked, people would think that Sheila and I was an old married couple. Sheila and I were – it was almost like we were a, a mimic of each other's parents. You know, um they said that Sheila resembled my daddy, they said I resembled my mom and then they said I had the personality of my daddy, Sheila had the personality of my mama. Uh I like to dress like my mom. She liked to dress like my daddy and um like but like I said, it was just opposite our personalities uh, were the opposite of how we were dressed. I like to wear, wear loud stuff, flashy stuff, and that's the opposite of my personality. Where Sheila was more outspoken, but she wore she wore a toned down thing. She would wear the tennis shoes. She would wear the jeans. She would wear uh, the the khaki shirts and all that stuff, you know, and, um, you know, many times, you know, we would be joking like, girl, you should have been my brother.
2: (laughs) Well, you should have been my
1: sister, (laughs) but uh, that was was how we were. So, one day, I had, okay, make sure, I want y'all to be sitting down. Okay. Three, two, one. One day, I was on the Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, there was a guy, his name was Paul, and so we were talking about, we were talking about uh, dating, we were talking about um, looking for love, me and Paul, now, so what we did, this was before the internet, so Paul and I called this dating uh, service. And it was like a toll free one eight hundred number. Uh, it wasn't a sex line, but it was like a dating service. And so this is me and Paul. Now we were on the phone. We were calling the date line on a three way. Well, Paul was a white guy that liked redheads, and me, I was like, mm, it doesn't matter. Just long they smart, pretty, you know. So. What I did was um Paul Paul said okay this is what we're going to do. We're going to listen to we're going to listen to the the uh um profiles. We're going to listen to the profiles of the young ladies. And so if it's a redhead, uh someone that he might be interested in, I'm going to let him talk. So I'm going to let him talk and also I'm going to let him listen to the profile. But if it's someone else that I would want to listen to, then I want to make sure that my nephew, my nephew Trevante, he arrived. I wanted to make sure that um, if it was a young lady, this profile that sounded like that I would like, I wanted to go ahead and listen in. And then also there was an option where you can actually press a button and talk to that person live if they were online. So this one particular uh, profile I listened to, I was like, oh man, she sound nice. Hmm, she sound pretty. And so I'm listening, I was like, Wow, we got similar interests. It sound like, wow, sound like she could be my soulmate. So I'm talking to my friend Paul, you know what, man? I'm gonna press the button because I want to talk to her and see who she is. And I pressed the button and she was on there live. So I end up, I say, what's a three-way call so you can save money? Yes. <laughs> then my little brother, Walter. So I decided to press the press the button so I can talk to this person live. So I press the button, and I'm listening, and I'm listening. I'm like, wow. Huh, Okay. This might be a pretty good match, so I'm listening, like I said, I press the button, and I say, "Hello, how you doing now?" I never use my real name. I always said the name Kevin. I always said the name Kevin, and I don't remember what the young lady's name was, but a lot of time during that time, like this was back in actually, this was in two thousand and one, so I'm listening and uh, I said, My name is Kevin and I'm listening to this young lady and she sounds so dreamy. She sounds like the ideal girl. I'm listening to her and I'm like and I'm remembering everything that she said, how her interests are what she into and everything and I'm like, okay. And then I begin to listen to her voice carefully. I'm like, wait a minute.
0: Is this Sheila? She is I said, Girl, what you doing on here? She said, What you doing on here? Listen I
1: end up meeting my sister on a dating service. I'm like, oh, man. And my friend Paul was just on the phone bombing laughing. Sheila and I got hooked up together on a free
0: dating service. I'm like, man, that was so
1: heartbreaking. <laughs> but, you know, we talked about that even to the day. Uh, matter of fact, right after it happened we ended up meeting up going up to my daddy's house, uh going to my daddy's job and we told my daddy and my daddy just fell out laughing. He said, What? I said, "Yo, she and I got hooked up together. <laughs> so that was that was one of the stories that I would never, ever, ever forget. But they just go to show how compatible we were. That just shows how how entertaining we were, and like I said, you know, it just made me think about how much, how much uh, we were, so much alike. Um, my nephew, my nephew Trey. Okay, okay. So he's gonna, my uh, my good doctor, uh, Trey's gonna, my nephew gonna be on here in a few minutes. But um, I think about that, I'm like, man, you know. The people in the world, me getting hooked up with my own sister, <laughs> but, but hey, I say she had good taste. <laughs> so you know, like I said, I, I I thank God for that. You know, um, you know, just looking at in school, Sheila, Sheila and I actually had some of the same classes. We had classes. We had English three. Dr. Mitchell, David W. Carter. We had Dr. Mitchell and we and them having to do a book report. And, matter of fact, Dr. Mitchell had the class divided into heaven or hell. So, on the left side was heaven. She said that's where she predominantly stayed. And those, those are the students who were paying attention, the grades that were high. But then the hell side, not saying they were all bad, but the grades were bad. <laughs> so, me and Sheila were sitting beside each other, and Sheila dated a guy named Charles. Well, he was in our class too, so it was me, Sheila, and Sheila's boyfriend. And we had to do a book report. So, I did my book report, Charles did his, and Sheila did hers. And lo and behold, we got our grades back. And Sheila, like I said, Sheila was so smart. Sheila could get ready to take a test without studying. She would do her homework with the music playing, watching TV, and make 100. I could have the TV off, the radio off. I could be praying. Fast and everything, and I'm making forty. Sheila was just a gifted, smart girl. Smart girl. So we took, we did the book report, and we got our grades back. And Sheila, I think Sheila made like a a forty something. Sheila made an F, but I could not laugh. Oh, actually, yeah, Sheila made like a forty something, like a forty three or whatever. I couldn't laugh because I made a four. One, two, three, four. I made a four for a book report. And I was like, oh man, how in the am I going to pass? So eventually, um, I ended up passing it. But Sheila and I being in the same grade and in the same class, you know, I got a lot of privileges of. Trying to get some answers from Sheila. Trying to get some answers. Um, and so one particular time, we were taking a test, and it was Sheila that was beside me. Sheila had the answers, but it was another girl that I thought she was smarter than Sheila. So she was trying to give me the answers, and I was like, "No, nah, that's okay. It's okay. I get it from. I'm not gonna call the person's name because she is on my Facebook friend list, but." I ended up cheating off of this girl that was our classmate and Sheila passed the test and I felt it. I felt it because I was cheating on the girl that failed too. So Sheila ragged Sheila was told uh, and Sheila will always remind me of that. That's what you get for not cheating off of me. You wanted to cheat on somebody else and you both of y'all failed. Well, yeah, that's true But uh, Along along with, you know, like I said Just being a sister We were, like I said, each other confidence and stuff um, I remember Matter of fact, it's funny that my nephew is here I wanted to make sure to bring up this story I remember When um, Sheila was going To the doctor She said she wasn't feeling her best And so I remember By then I had my own room and Sheila, her own room. So I remember, I remember um, I went on and told Sheila, she, you know, actually I was listening. Sheila was just telling me, you know, uh, she's going to be going to the doctor in the morning. Mama going to take her to the doctor and, you know, I know she ain't pregnant. You know, it's just maybe uh, gallstones or something, you know. I said, okay, okay. So I went on and went to school. I got dropped off to school and then one of the periods that I had Sheila ended up sticking her head in my classroom and telling me to come here. So I went on. I came. I asked the teacher if I could step outside and talk to my sister. Everybody knew that we were brothers and sisters. So I stepped out in the hallway and Sheila said well I just wanted to tell you I'm pregnant. I said and everybody came out Of the hallway What's going on I said Sheila pregnant Now I'm not looking as if um brother Because like I said me and Sheila Been together for so long It was like man this is my child. You know, now I'm going to have a baby. I'm I'm talking as if I'm the father. What am I going to do? i never been a father. You know, I know how to raise my little brother, but I ain't never been a father. You know, so I'm looking at Sheila being a mother, and I'm going to, quote, unquote, be a father. Forget about an uncle. Oh, I was so scared. I didn't know what I was going to do. I'm up here panicking and sweating, and oh, my gosh. So, eventually... <sighs> Sheila ended up coming to the house, you know. And months passed. Uh, me and Sheila was at the was at the house, and I was working at the grocery store. And I jumped out of the tub, getting ready to. I knew I had to work late on the day, but I got out the tub, and Sheila said, "June, June, um, I'm I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have my baby." I said, "Yeah, I know you are gonna have your baby." She said, "No, no." I think I've been having now. And I said, what? So what I did, forgive me, I was nervous. I was scared. I was a teenager, uh, 17, I think. I got the keys in my car, got it out of my pocket, Put it in my hand, and I politely put it on the table. I said, Sheila, you can have the car. I'm gone. I walked out the house and walked straight to work. I made it to work about three or four hours early. I was just so nervous, so scared. And then apparently, like I said, this is back in 89. So um, this is before uh, technology now. But apparently, my mom called. Sheila told my mama that I left her home by herself. And she said, uh, the spirit told me to call the house. If y'all, uh, that boy left you by yourself. Eventually, Sheila ended up going to the hospital. And she had her first child, which is Travante. So, uh, but I did make it up to her. First of all, um, I tried my best to take care of Travante. I tried my best you know, when he was small, you know, I used to, like I said, it wasn't just Sheila, baby. Um, it was like it, Travante was like community property. <laughs> you know, it was it was me and Sheila were going to take care of this. But I ended up, I ended up making it up uh, when Sheila was pregnant with her daughter. This time I was available. This time I was. I made sure I didn't run. I didn't hide. But I went on to be able to see her off to go ahead and that mama take her to the hospital. So I remember that. So, um, you wanna come? On? Yeah. Okay. So now we're gonna we're gonna get ready to have our Another uh, guest, our very own Travante. He's gonna come on. I mean, plug up the mic right here. This is my nephew Travante Prater. Yeah.
4: How y'all doing? <laughs> Man, I'm gonna have
1: to get your voice.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's good to see y'all virtually. <laughs> yeah, but um I just have to stop through really quick. Uh first of all I giving on this to God. I, I just I thank God for being here. Uh uh for life, health and strength and my family and the support of everybody who who's been there, uh through through reaching out to us, uh through prayers, oh. everything, every, everything. I, I feel it. I feel it and I know my family does, so I appreciate you. Uh, I had to stop through and you know come here and see if I can bless the the, the podcast really quick just to give a uh, just a quick word on who my mother was uh, and how much she meant to me. Um, but uh, in short, I really just uh, uh, knowing how how much she loved God, um, and how much she loved her family and. Her sacrifices uh, Over and over again That I've that I personally witnessed uh, Throughout my life uh, My 30 years of living now um, She's definitely uh, She was definitely the, a prime example Of what uh, I, I inspired to be um, As far as loving And giving And was relentless At at. You know not letting a wrong hinder me or hinder her or uh, slow her down in any kind of way uh, she was amazing she was amazing and just her impact on me I, even uh, as she's uh, transitioned um, I definitely I definitely uh, my my sight on things have always it's always been a bit obscure Um, as I've been developing throughout my life and um, combining uh, the steps that God is ordering for me and what uh, the vision uh, was that my mom had for me uh, combining those two since she's been gone um, I can honestly say that I've seen a lot more of God I can say that I've seen a lot more of his movement um, and His trust with me, Um, even even to a point of uh, any any past uh, experiences that I've been through that uh, that have ever made me maybe want to question him or made me want to question who I was or uh, what I felt or what I stood for. Um, I understand now that there's more of a divine purpose, not only for myself. But uh, but for my mother as well, uh, for my daughter, for for the people that uh that are a part of our lives and a part of your lives, um, there's a purpose for us all. So, um, her, me me experiencing my my first birthday without her this year, and being, thank thanking God to be able to see hers come in and. You know, see unks coming up and, um, you know, just more seconds, more time adding to, you know, the chapter that's after, uh, I, I, again, just can only thank God for, for what he's, what he's walking me into, uh, what he's trusting me with. And, um you know, the love that, that I still feel even through, um uh, another realm. <laughs> but, um, uh, I appreciate you, honk, huh? just, uh, inviting me, man. I just dropped my daughter off full daddy mode right now. Uh, but, uh, I definitely have to stop through and, you know, not only, again, let you know how much I appreciate you and everything, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but just, uh, you know, thanking God for just time, for fellowship, and, uh, You know uh us keeping that camaraderie as a family and and um you know my biggest thing i just want to leave though is that uh you know communication is key communication is key in in everything and uh knowing that we all are obligated to be able to trust somebody you know somebody uh you know one at a time you know but uh but that's it. Uh you know, I'm in and out, on. <laughs> you know. But I, I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for having me and uh I hope y'all have a blessed night. What's up, Unk? How you doing, Keisha? <laughs> I see y'all. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, All right. Uh, appreciate it.
1: Appreciate well, it. Well. Appreciate it, man. Love you, man. Yep. Um what I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna do this real quick, um kinda kinda out of the order, but I'm gonna do this real quick, um yeah, what I'm gonna do, first and foremost, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll go ahead and do this right now. First and foremost, um, before my nephew leave, I want to at least do this. I made, I had a cake made. Uh, those that, oh, those that saw it last year. Matter of fact, I'm gonna move the, cake, I'm gonna move the phone. Oh, you know what? How about if I just take the, take the thing off. Okay, take it off so that way y'all can get a chance to see it and I'll just move this. It says, Happy Birthday, June and Sheila, 2019. Happy Birthday. I'm going to let my nephew take a picture of it. You can go ahead and take a picture. Happy Birthday, Sheila. June and Sheila, 2019. And like I said, um, you know, last year this was the exact same cake that we had together and and so I wanted to make sure from this point on this point on I wanted to make sure that um I got that specific cake and I was able to find it and I asked them to hold it from it so I think the lady at Walmart uh, the one with the bad attitude I thank you for holding up the cake anyway uh, appreciate you you know hey look here Let's be real, because sometimes, sometimes you go to them, them Walmarts, you might get one with a pleasant, pleasant spirit, but then you get some that, look here, what you want.
2: That's
1: one that I had, but even in the midst of her attitude, she still held on the cake for me, so I appreciate it. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to make two, I'm going to have two candles. I wasn't going to put up to six and 47. I, I got the lights. Nice. So, before the smoke alarm goes off, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to sing happy birthday on the count of three. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you.
0: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Joni Sheila. Happy
1: birthday to you. <laughs> yeah, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to allow my nephew to blow for his mom. Just don't kiss it no. um, All right And I'm going to go ahead and Blow mine uh, it's, I didn't realize but The camera is hot all right, all right Cool, cool, cool Cool So We're going to let them We're going to let them cut Y'all can go ahead and cut I'm going to get ready to wrap up But I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and this this is what I want y'all to do. I know there are many people. Thank you. I know there are many people still hurt. Believe me, we all are. You know. Um, but what we're gonna do? We're gonna reflect on the good times. We're gonna reflect on the fond memories. Think about the legacy that. And and also, being real, I'm gonna tell you something. Um, there was a point. There were points that I felt like the loneliest man in the world. I felt like I was the most, um, like I said, loneliest man, the 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 island. I felt like an island. But then when I began to think about how God has blessed me to be able to have my sister for four to five years and for me to know her in such an intimate way, God, I said, man, I feel so blessed. And it made me think about, wow, me being able to know her for these long years, there's so many of them that got shortchanged. So when I begin to think about, you know, how great God been to us, it really gives me joy. And so for me to be able to see the uh, the love, the appreciation, you know, I'm I'm looking at the uh, comments and I'm looking at how many people are watching. You know, this is, um, you know, y'all doing this in honor of not just my sister, but also Trevante's mother, my mother's daughter, uh Rhonda's sister. You know, um this is what I and I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you, this is me being selfish. I'ma tell you what I thought about. I I didn't think about all this all these years I never thought about who Sheila was to anybody else. I never thought about it. All I knew Sheila was my sister. And even until my baby brother spoke at her service, he said he lost his big sister, and I'm like, what? And it dawned on me all these years, all these 46 years, I always knew who Sheila was to me, but never thought about who she was to anybody else. So, you know, when I look at, I look at it, like I said, me being selfish, when I look at it, it made me look at how God had blessed me with an awesome sister, and I am so so, so honored. Do I miss her? Oh, yes, I do. There isn't a second that goes by that. I don't think about her. You know, everything I do, everything I wear, I think about her, but I think about her legacy and I think about what can I do that would be honoring God. And also what would Sheila want me to do? Like, uh, Rhonda says, Sheila was a praiser, Sheila was a worshiper, Sheila was an encourager. Uh, Sheila made sure that there were people that knew who God was. I had so many people to come in and tell me that they would miss, they miss her saying, pay your tithes and offering. Sheila said she wanted to make sure that somebody went to church. If you didn't have a way to get to church, you can call her, she would get you to church. You know, that was that was the way she was. So. I thank God for it. Like I said, I'm so honored, and I thank each and the one who are watching. And just in case, those who may be hurting, those who may be grieving, I want you to know that we've been made dear by the night, but joy will come in the morning. In the midst of your hurt, let there be an opportunity for God to come in. Allow God to come in and medicate your hurt, deliver your burdens, lift your heavy eyes, hit, lift your heavy heart, allow God to come in and comfort you right now, you don't have to wait, and let me tell you something, one thing I always tell people, especially as believers, you can shed a tear, you can cry, you can snot, you can kick, whatever you feel like doing, whatever you feel like doing, that doesn't mean that you're less than a Christian, that doesn't mean that you ain't saved or delivered, y- y'all can cut the cake if y'all want to. That doesn't mean anything less Don't let anybody tell you That in order of you to be strong You got to hold that to yourself That devil is a lie Let me tell you something The strongest person Is the one that can acknowledge that they hurt And allow the tears to flow So if you feel the need to share the tear you're welcome to There are maybe some things that we may not understand On this side of the glory But I'm going to tell you We can keep our trust and faith in God God said he would never leave nor forsake us. He would never abandon us, not only in the good times, but even in the uncomfortable times. Oh, not even in the uncomfortable times. So I want to tell you, there may be some that may be hurt, that may be grieving right now. We're going to be praying for you. There are so many people that was affected through the life of Sheila. There were so many people that were affected. Don't you know, and I appreciate on behalf of the family, like Trey said, thank you for your prayers. Continue to pray for us individually and collectively. You may I don't care if you see me up the street, you may see me, you may see me behind a pulpit. But just because you see me behind a pulpit does not mean that your prayers stop. Continue to pray for me. I need your prayers. I'ma say it like this I want your prayers. Continue to pray for my family. You know, and also, like I said, continue to pray for the friends, the Legions of friends, uh, her fans, that she would say, you know, uh, continue to pray for them. You know, we all need your prayers. We need your love. We need your comfort. So, I want each and every one who been affected through Sheila's life, if you have had some type of uh, uh, some type of uh, good thing that may have transpired because of you. There and honor and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this right before we get ready to uh, wrap up. I see somebody online want to do. I'm gonna allow them to come on if they want to say something. And then um we're gonna get ready to have a word of prayer. um It's coming on in a few seconds. Okay, there it is. Now. Hello, welcome to Rick and Mohawk podcast. You're on the air. Hello? Hello? Okay. Okay, this person, I guess they were just listening. But I want to tell each and every one, for those who may be needing prayer, no matter what situation that you're dealing with, there's nothing too hard for God. You know, if those may be watching, who may not know how to get to God, who may not be saved, who may want to... Give their life to Christ. Listen, Romans ten and nine tell us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and believe in the heart that God raised Him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For if the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. No matter what your past was. Give it to God. And one of the things I always say, even when the devil try to bring up your past, you bring up his future. No matter what you've done in the past, there's nothing too hard for God for you to be healed, delivered, or set free from. So as we get ready to pray, God wants you to cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. And no matter what transparency, no matter what you face facing, like there's nothing too hard for God. Just allow God to do it and know that not only that he can do it, he want to do it for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. we coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, God, to praise and magnify you, God, even in the midst of this celebration. God, we thank you right now, God, for the life of Sheila Prater. God, we thank you, Lord, for the love that you have allowed us to experience through her, God. God, we thank Thank you, Lord, for the joy that you have blessed this family with, God, the family and friends, God. God, we ask Lord to help those, God who may be grieving, who may be hurt, who may even have questions, God, God, comfort for them right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, be with them, God, be their anchor, be their strength right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, we may not understand everything right now, but we will understand it better by and by, and God, we're dependent, we're trusting in you, God, God, we know, God, we may not know everything, but God, you know everything God, so we trust in you, God, even if we don't see your hand God we trust in your heart right now, God, in the name of Jesus instead about everything you stand for we're every problem bound every confusion right now in the name of Jesus, we buy every spirit of depression, we buy every spirit of giving up right now in the name of Jesus and Lord we speaking right now God, those who may be grieving right now God, be with them comfort them right now God in the name of Jesus Lord even speak God right now, God, God, even in the minister that had committed suicide, God, we speak God, that you comfort their family right now, God, be with them right now, God, in the name of Jesus, and Lord, even the congregation, God, that pastor, God, the congregation, God, that may be grieving, God, God, help them to understand, God, you can still be there for them, God, and to lean upon you, God, and God, help them to understand suicide is not the answer, God, but God, we ask you, Lord, to help and comfort them right now, God, comfort the congregation right now. In the name of Jesus. In law you speak in God our family God the Prater family the 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 uh uh Dennis family God God as we get ready to bury our Uncle Jesse God we speak, God that you comfort the family right now God be with us right now God in the name of Jesus and Lord we speaking in the special manner God God our friend God our minister God Evangelist Kevin Hall God we holding up the family right now God we thank you Lord for the legacy right now God God we speaking God for those who may be grieving God comfort them God In the name of Jesus, God, even speaking, God, that we thank you, Lord, for the life of Kevin Hall right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for the friendship, God, that you have allowed us to have with him, God. And God, we speak, God, that you help them, God. Help the family, help the friends, God. Help those that have been ministered through his ministry right now, God. And God, help us, God, as ministers, God, to comfort one another, God. Be there for one another, God. God, we speaking. God, that you help each and every one of us, God, in every aspect of our lives, God, those who may need a financial breakthrough, God, a mental breakthrough, God. God, we speak, God, that you help, God, that you heal the broken heart, God, that you even mend the heart that in people's lives right now, God. God, there may be some, God, who may be dealing with situation, God? There may be some who may have loved ones in incarceration, God. God be speaking that you minister to those who are in jail right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God be speaking, God. We're not just talking about a jailhouse religion, but God be speaking, God, the true God of Israel, God, the true God of the Israelites, God, the Father of uh, the God of the Father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God. We speaking God, that the God of all gods. Come in, that you minister, God, that you to the hearts and minds and the lives of your people right now, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. And we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this right now, God. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and one who are tuning in. And once again, I didn't mention this earlier, but even though she was Sheila, my sister Sheila, but I used to always call her Sheila Prater. So I thank each of one who are tuning in. That's here to honor my friend, my sister, my heart, Sheila Prater. I thank you. And on a personal note, even though she can't physically see me, but I know that this is reaching to her, Sheila. I thank you for such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Forty-five five years to be with you. I am so honored as a brother, but most importantly, as your real friend, your brother that you liked, your favorite brother. <laughs> I appreciate, appreciate the farm memories, and you are always, always remain with me until we meet again. So I thank you, Sheila. I love you, Sheila. I, excuse me. I love you, Sheila Prater, and I love each and every one who are here to celebrate with me. In honor of my friend of my heart, Sheila Prater, God bless you and good night.